you're listening to the Shed Some Light Podcast, where the beers are kept cold and the conversation is always flowing. Coming to you live, it's Michael and Jack. Sit back, relax, and grab a cold one. It's time to get started. Shed some light, episode 138, coming to you on a Monday, Michael and Jack are back, Miller Lights in hand, this episode is starting, and the Bears season is ending. Thank God. How you doing today, Jack? This is the most excited I've ever been for one of my team's seasons to end, <laughs> if I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I mean, you. Matt Nagy's gone, thank, thank the good heavens. Christmas came late this year. Yeah. I said this to a couple of my buddies today in our group chat. We're all better men for having lived through the Matt Nagy era. This is, this is to a lesser degree what I imagine it's like going from purgatory to heaven. Yep. Like you just got to survive that like not so great time, but you know that you're, you're, you're becoming a better person for it. And then one day, hopefully you get that call and the pearly gates open and it's just like, we did it. We did it. Thank, thank the Lord. <laughs> and and like this game too was like like, it was a perfect. I I, I don't know like the exact word I'm looking for, but like I guess symbolism. The yeah. It, no, like it portrayed Matt Nagy's career, like great in the first half ish, and then off- just fucking shit the bed for the past two three years started off on fire fizzled out but didn't only fizzle out like Haley's comet came crashing down and made a crater into the earth how bad of a finish that was yeah it was like it, like they were falling like the cartoons do when like the the roller coaster isn't built all the way and then they just stop and then fall straight down <laughs> like that's what that's what that shit was like that's what Matt Nagy's like just career was it was like it was like the perfect it was it was perfect symbolism like that game was Matt Nagy's career the bears go up 14 to 3 14 to 0 basically vikings drive down kick a field goal right before half 14 3 at halftime i was like man they they were they like kind of came out on fire they were feeling fired up feeling good second half bears get outscored 28 to 3 uh and it just, I, like, I don't understand what happened. I mean, I do. It's fucking Matt Nagy. I mean, obviously. But, like, you're you're a professional football team with what should be a professional coach. How do you Key get outscored? Keywords. Should be. Should be. <laughs> How do you get outscored 28-3? to three? Like, that's just tough. Well, I mean... If we really want to talk about 28-3, I mean, not the best, you know, exact terms to be putting when the Falcons literally got beat when winning 28-3. So, looking forward here, who do you want or who do you think is going to be the Bears' next head coach? I want Ryan Day. I think... I honestly don't know. I think there's a better chance of getting Harbaugh than Ryan Day. Dude, that would be the toughest narrative, too, because, like, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. 
Yeah, I don't really either. I like him as a person. He's a hilarious guy. Yeah, great guy. But I also like I think he I think he's better in the NFL than he is in college coaching wise. So I think he's a great recruiter and I think he coaches like he's in the NFL. Where like in college you still have to develop that talent and and coach them and I think he's just like why aren't you guys able to do this? You guys all should be this good. You know? The the thing is like I I mean he does have NFL experience obviously which is a is a plus over Ryan Day. That's the thing that makes me nervous about Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day is a better coach. But he doesn't have that NFL experience. Jim Harbaugh is kind of corny. Yeah. And I I like it takes the right guys in the locker room to I guess buy into that and not be like this guy's just a loser. I think, but I also think that, like, I think he's corny to the media. I think, like, when it comes down to it in the locker room, I don't think he's, like, that guy, you know? That, oh, did you see? There's a guy. We, we've got the uh, Patriots-Dolphins game. There was a guy on the Dolphins sideline just, like, manning the instant replay booth. Jacked. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, there he is. Look, look at that. What is that guy? Dude, yeah. Who is he? I, I mean, if I was that guy, I would, too. You're, you're like jacked. the instant replay booth security, like yeah, the bouncer, hell yeah. <laughs> checking IDs. You gotta be to, huge, dude, <laughs> to get into the replay booth. <laughs> oh man, sorry, didn't mean to get us off track there. Yeah, um, but I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm fine with either of them because at the end of the day, neither of them are Matt Nagy. Yeah. So like, it's win-win. I like there's nobody in the NFL right now that I'd want as like a head coach. Unless you like take the fucking gamble on Belichick's son. And even he's pretty young about it. Yeah. Like I don't know who else you're going to like take away. Uh Pete Carroll. I wouldn't hate Pete Carroll. I I would be okay with that. He's so far removed from USC though, which is the reason I don't hate him. I don't know, but like it's one of those things where like if Pete Carroll's not can't win with the talent he's got in Seattle, then how the fuck is he gonna win in Chicago? Yeah, I don't you know. know. Uh, I'm also, I don't. So what's the deal with Ryan Pace? He's like uh, on a week to week contract type. Thing I think now? I think like the rumor around it was that he his job titles is going to switch, which basically just means he's getting fired, but they're like keeping him in the organization. He's being demoted. Yeah, basically. Okay, okay. I'm good with that then. Yeah. I don't know. As long as those two aren't in, like, the front office slash coach, I'm fine. Uh, the Bears are just a fucking dumpster fire. Well, speaking of dumpster fires, uh, the Colts lost to the Jaguars. And, and the Packers lost the, the Packers Lions. The Packers lost the Lions. Now, question for you here. I, was Aaron Rodgers playing? Because I don't think he was. I'm not 100% sure. Because I, I didn't think they had anything to play for. I only turned that game on towards the very end. I No, actually, I think he might have been. Because at the very end, when, I, when the game flipped over from Bears to Packers, they were talking about how they needed to put Jordan Love in at the end of the game to get him reps. So both players played. Oh, okay. 
Aaron Rodgers was 14 for 18, 138 yards and two touchdowns. And then Jordan Love, I think, played like the second half and went 10 for 17 with a touchdown and two interceptions. So I'm guessing Jordan Love kind of fucking lost in the game. So here's my question to you, though. The Lions, by winning, the Lions, by winning that game, played themselves out of the first pick. Yeah, that's a fucking... That's one where it's like, dude, that's that's so tough. Like, uh, shout out to Notre Dame because Julian Aquara came up with a one of those interceptions for the Lions. But like, you can't like you, you can't lose on purpose, right? And those guys were all celebrating. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm happy for them because like they got a win and they don't get those that often. But like, did they actually want that? I think if there was any year to do that, it's this year. Because like like who's the, who the fuck's gonna be the first pick this year? That Aiden DN, yeah, they don't need that DN. Their whole their whole defense was the whole thing about them that they like 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 had a good defense and that's they that's the only people they've drafted the past like five years. The funny thing is too is that Aiden Hutchinson is projected to go number one, but like the Jags need more help than a DN. Well, the Jags need a fucking lot of help. Like I feel like that would be almost a waste of a pick for the Jags. Wouldn't you want to, like, try and build up your line around Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. They might try to, like, trade down yeah. and, like, trade for an O-lineman or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, on the topic of football, I have a football question for you. Okay. I'll so see if I, I have got, a football answer. I got a notification the other day. I forget who, what, you know, like, outlet it was from. And the headline was... Is Derek Carr's legacy on the line this Sunday? Now, my question to you is, how do you get a legacy? Because in my mind, Derek Carr doesn't have a legacy. Uh, my, I thought the question you were going to ask me was, does Derek Carr have a legacy? So, okay, so that's, the, I think it's like, from everybody that I've talked to about this, it's pretty much a unanimous no. He doesn't have a legacy. So then, what defines having a legacy? Uh, I think a win today would be a piece to start his legacy. So I, I would a win agree. on Sunday. I would agree. Me. I think that a legacy, because I do think when people hear legacy, I generally think they they lean more towards like a a, a good thing. You know? Yeah. Like they had a good legacy. I think there is a bad legacy. Like you can have a bad legacy. Like Mark like Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez's legacy is the butt fumble. Yeah, uh, but I think I think there's a different word for that. I don't think there is. Like like an anti legacy. I think like it's what, just like your legacy. No, well you said I think a legacy you said a legacy most people think of it as being super yeah, positive. I, I so agree. I think there is there needs to be an antonym. And I'm sure there is. I'm just not smart enough to know it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when I think of legacy, I think of like what defines a legacy is a bunch of historically great performances that tell the entire story of X player's career. The story of the person's life is like the general definition of it. Look at that. So, you got any antonyms? No. Okay, but I do think I do think you can have a bad legacy. Like, that dude had a bad legacy somewhere. You know? Like, you can have a you can have a negative legacy. 
Like, your legacy could be, like, you lost so-and-so the big game. Yeah. That's your legacy. That's a negative legacy. But I also think you could have no legacy at all, where it's just like, you didn't really do anything. Yeah. You know? Okay, so now, I would like to run down a list of names. And I would like you to tell me if they had, and this is this is a, a I want this to be a distinct, you know, precedent here. An NFL legacy. So a, uh, legif- a legacy in the NFL. Hold on. Infamy or... Oh, I'm going to mispronounce this. Ignominy. Igno- ignominy. Yep. Are the antonyms of legacy. So Mark Sanchez lives in infamy, infamy. because of the butt fumble. Yeah. That's not a, it's, not as, it's not a bad legacy. He lives in infamy. Okay, but I also... Yeah. Okay. But I also think you could... I also think you can like just genuinely have a bad legacy. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Okay. So I want you to tell me if these guys have had an NFL legacy. Okay. And then if so, what is their legacy? Okay. And by the and like I said, this is only in the NFL. Okay. Now forgive me right off the bat because I'm more of a college football person. So listeners, don't hate on me. I'll start off pretty easy and then I'll get kind of harder as it goes on. Okay. Vince Young. No. Brady Quinn. Vince Young's legacy to me is, is Texas. Throws uh, ball. Running into the corner yeah. of the end zone. The Rose Bowl against Rose Bowl. USC. Yeah. Like the, uh, what is it? 06? 06 Rose Bowl? Yeah. That's yeah. when I think of that's, Vince Young, that's, that's what I his, think of. Yeah. Brady Quinn. No. Matt Ryan. Yes. What is his legacy? Just like a forever Falcon. Okay, but do you think he then has the bad part of it that he lost that Super Bowl? No, I don't even think of Matt Ryan when I think of that Super Bowl. Who do you think of? The Patriots. But so, he didn't like... Like, you can tell me that the Patriots came back from a 28-3 to deficit to beat the Falcons, and we already had that discussion, like you briefly brought it up already in this episode, and it didn't even cross my mind that Matt Ryan was on that team. Okay, so then, th- that's my point, where like... Derek Carr's legacy then is forever a Raider. Yeah, but see, that's where I think that neither of them have legacies, and and the way that I look, Matt about, Ryan I, had Matt. I mean, too, like Matt the, Ryan. I don't know what Derek Carr's fantasy numbers are like, but Matt Ryan carried me through a fantasy season, so that helps him in my book. yeah. But so like the way that I look back, I look back on what I think a legacy is going to be, is I try to put myself like 10 years from now, and if somebody brought up that guy's name and I was like, oh, dude, he used to be fucking awesome. That's that's your legacy. The thing but is like, too- if somebody if somebody brings up like Derek Carr in like 10 years, I'm going to be like, I don't know, he was like a very average quarterback. So fantasy football, right? Your quarterback is one of your most important players, and if Matt Ryan had a season or X number of seasons where he was good enough to carry a fantasy football team, he has to be good enough to have a legacy in the NFL. I don't think I could I don't think I could build a winning fantasy football team with Derek Carr as my quarterback. Okay, so is then his legacy uh carried you through a fantasy football season? His legacy is like uh Dan Marino esque. Where it's like, oh, I don't know about that. I'm not saying it's to that level, but I'm saying he was good, but never good enough to win the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying like Dan Marino. I feel like just got bamboozled out of yeah. out of Super Bowls. Matt Ryan 
was only in one and shit the bed, but I feel like I feel like like Matt Ryan's legacy is like, yeah, like that dude was like he was pretty good. He was like, a, and that was it. He was like a, that's the that's the extent of his legacy. He's a he he would go down in his prime as like a top third to top quarter of NFL quarterbacks, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, like he he was above average. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Uh Andy Dalton. Uh, no. Okay, so you know what the funny part is? I think his legacy is that he was a ginger. I swear to God. Andy Dalton and... uh, Like, he's going to go down as a ginger quarterback. Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick fall into the same category as, like, of quarterbacks for me, where when you mention either of them, it's just, I think of journeyman. The thing, the only thing is, like... Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's with the Fitz Magic thing, has those like couple of games where you're like, ooh, dude, like we don't know what we're gonna get. Andy Dalton's like, you know what you're gonna get every single fucking time. I tell you what, there were some plays against the Vikings on Sunday where he just looked so unathletic, dude. The and the, I was like, how, how are so, you making so much money right now? It was so funny. There was one play in the first half that I remember specifically. And it was funny because they ran the same play legitimately twice in a row and scored the second time. And it was wide open the first time, and he underthrew the dude by, like, six yards. Yeah. And then they were just like, hey, we're going to run that exact same play, and it worked the second time. And I was like, what the fuck are both of these teams doing right now? Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, Uh, Marcus Mariota. Ah, dude, that's tough. That's See, that's borderline. I'm, get, I'm getting harder now. That's I, borderline. I, I was thinking of these I, I, today, and his, I was like, all right. His college legacy See, yeah. is significantly better than his NFL legacy. I think he's almost like a like a Vince Young esque. Yeah, where but like he had a better NFL career than yeah. Vince Young. Oh, hundred percent. But like, uh, if Marcus Mariota at Oregon was a baller, was a stud. He was the first one. I know Oregon has been good for a while, but he was the first one that I remember at Oregon. That I was really like, holy shit! Like yeah. Oregon's fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. That's um, borderline. Okay, next one, and this one, this one. Uh, so I debated with myself on this one. Oh, I'm excited because you can you can argue two ways. Cam Newton. Yes. Okay, but what is his legacy then? He, I feel like, was one of the. Uh... So Vince Young, Michael Vick, Michael Vick was the pioneer in my mind of the super athletic, true dual threat NFL quarterback, and I feel like Cam Newton is the is the was the next was the number two in that in that sequencing. I think I you know what I think Cam Newton's legacy is. Like the the uh, brightest stars burn the quickest. Like, dude, they were undefeated. He was fucking sick. The Panthers were running shit, and then it was just like fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, but like in my mind, like you need him because he connects the bridge from Michael Vick to um, Lamar Jackson. Like you need him in that sequencing to be able to. If he would have won that Super Bowl, I think like his whole career takes like a different turn. I think he, in my mind, he has more, and this might be controversial, he has a, he has more of an NFL legacy than he does his college. 
I oh no! What the fuck are you talking about? I Cam Newton. He won the Heisman right at Auburn. Dude, he won the national championship at Auburn. Right. Other than that one year, what did he do, dude? He was one of the most like electric players in college football history. I literally only oh, remember dude. him for that one year in college, dude. No, he uh, in my mind he is a thousand percent more of a college player than an NFL player. He, Dude, that one year, even even if it was just that one year, that one year was fucking nuts, dude. I I I'm not disagreeing with you there, but I'm saying uh, it. Maybe I was just too young or not big into football back then. But like, I think I associate Cam Newton with Auburn, but I think of Cam Newton as an NFL quarterback. Okay, I mean, I understand where that's coming from, but like, I'm just saying, like him at Auburn was like fucking. That was like. Damn. Yeah. That was that was the first time I like I really rooted for a team besides like Notre Dame. Yeah. Where I was like, I fucking love Cam Newton and Auburn. I think they're sick. Like I like them a lot. Okay. Um again, this one this one I think is gonna be controversial too. Andrew Luck. Absolutely yes. What's his legacy? Uh I think I think he has I'm going to contradict myself. He has more of a legacy than Matt Ryan. I would I would probably agree. But I I don't I think it might just be kind of where we live. Like living in Indiana, we hear about Andrew Luck a ton because like like realistically, he didn't really do anything. Like if you want to look at it, he was he was out of college. He was looked at as like the best pro-style ready quarterback since like Peyton Manning. Yeah. And then, like, what? Made, like, a little bit of a run in the playoffs, and that was it? Never made it to a Super Bowl? Like, if you're, like, trying to stack him up and, like, wins and all, and then and then retired early because his fucking arm was about to fall off, like, dude, like, you can make a case that he doesn't have a legacy. Yeah. His legacy is what could have been. Sure. But I think he's... He's he falls into the Matt Ryan category where he's he was in in his prime he was in the top quarter of NFL quarterbacks and had enough big moments and winning plays to solidify a legacy. I I again I just I I want to agree with you, but I think I think that we're biased from where we live. Maybe, I think in like the grand maybe scheme, maybe that's my closet Colts fan yeah. coming out. <laughs> I think I think in like the grand scheme of things, he's gonna be like, man, I wish he never got hurt. Like that's his legacy. It, his I mean, legacy, I, I his legacy. Like that. Yeah, he would. He would, in my mind, still be doing fairly well. In oh, hundred percent. Had he not retired, hundred percent. But I'm I'm hurt. talking like I'm talking like when I think of like legacy. Like who's got NFL legacies? It's Tom Brady. It's like it's like what Patrick Mahomes is doing right now. It's like these big name dudes who are like these guys fucking paved the way to do something. That's their legacy. Like if I'm putting Andrew Luck up against them, Andrew Luck doesn't have shit on them. Maybe not. Maybe not like in the grand scheme of things, but I still think he did enough in the NFL to have a legacy. I don't know. Maybe. I think that one that one is less in question than Matt Ryan. Oh, see, that's where I disagree. At least Matt Ryan made it to a Super Bowl. 
again that that right there that that's our that right there is our biased that's indiana bias right there maybe like you can't you can't honestly tell me that like he's done more than matt ryan in the nfl because he just hasn't and it's based off of he might have if he stayed healthy yeah he probably would have if he stayed healthy yeah but he didn't and we can't be playing the hypotheticals so i still say yes okay uh i have two more last second to last sam bradford no i don't i agree with that too not even close i i i agree i think he was uh i think he would go down as like a uh a like anthony bennett type of like pick like a number one pick that was like oh this guy was really good in college and then it was like oh just kidding sucks in the nfl yeah no that's a hard no for me okay so this one i think is the exception to the rule that i'm gonna make of like you have to be good and you have to like do something to have a legacy. I already have one to throw back at you depending okay. on who this is. Chase Daniel. That's what I was gonna say. Chase Daniel. <laughs> that's my exception yes. to the rule. And his yes. legacy is a, the ultimate backup. Yes. That's the his best, legacy. The, the best the, backup of all time. A perennial NFL backup. If anybody has watched Blue Mountain State, he is the Alex Moran of the NFL. Yes. Where it's just like, I wanna play. I just wanna be the backup and he's made a fucking career out of it. Dude. And he's the fucking best at it. That guy has made tens of millions of dollars and has played, I would argue, about 2%, maybe 1% as much as like I a would, normal NFL players. I would argue that he has made more millions of dollars than games started in the NFL. And that's not, I don't know that, but like it wouldn't surprise me. You want to do a quick fact check on that? Dude. You you look up how many games he started. I'll look up his earnings. That like is that is that not something like I may be speaking out of pocket here, but like I, I it might happen. Oh, it has to have happened without a doubt. Okay. How many games did he start? There's no fucking shot this is true. What are you looking at? What are you seeing? How how much how much money has he made? Uh I am looking at Chase Daniels NFL total earnings of 37.8 million dollars. All right, you want to hear this? This is okay, this so this is according to ProFootballNetwork.com. While Daniel has been credited with playing in ninety in sixty nine games, nice, he has started just five in his career. Okay, hold on, hold on. We are changing things up here. This is according to ProFootballNetwork.com. Uh, yes, started five games, thrown two hundred sixty one passes, and has earned over sixteen million dollars. Let's go, dude. That, this is that's a legacy. That's a that's legacy. a legacy. That is for sure a legacy. Dude's I'm gl- I'm glad that you thought that too because I literally wrote I had a list and I wrote Chase Daniel and then I wrote like a little like excerpt. I was like exception to my rule. Isn't he uh on some warm team now? I thought he was on the Lions. No, I'm pretty sure I'm. I think he's on. He's on some warm weather team right now, and I'm very jealous. Dude, he's he is an absolute legend. Oh, the Chargers. There you go. 
He's what a just guy. living it up, dude. What a guy. Dude was the fucking best. Got somewhere between 16 and $40 million living in Southern California. Never playing a snap. Must be I nice. Mean, that guy's that guy's living my dream. Must be nice. <laughs> so uh, that, yeah, that was guess, my that was my legacy list. I'll, I'll give him I'll give a Miller Lite to Chase Daniel. Oh yeah, for sure. I would love to. Have, I would, dude. He's probably got the best stories. Oh, like a 100%. journeyman throughout the league. Like doesn't like really do. Probably just like fucking dicks around. I would. You know. You know what would be my first question to him? Like, how many games have you shown up to hungover? It's like first half of his career got to be a lot, right? I oh, actually I I think say, later, I later, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, later, in later his in his career, like now, yeah, he could for sure. He's just like ah, early on, he's probably like in. still trying to cut his teeth and be like, I, I could, I could make this, I could make this work. But yeah, um, I have some uh, college football talk. Okay. Oh, we got the national championship today. Yeah. So, um, line's been moving on that. The it, fact that it started at Georgia minus two is pretty wild. It it started at Georgia minus two and a half. It's wild. It got up to Georgia minus three. As of the last time I checked it, it's down to Georgia minus two. I don't understand that. Where is this coming from? The fact that Alabama doesn't have that one wide receiver? Yeah, John Mechie. Yeah, but like, is that really going to like... Like they they fucking shit pumped them the last time they played. Yeah, I I dude I don't know like it it seems to me like Alabama's just free money here because they're last time I looked too they were plus like one fifteen on the money line. Oh yeah, I'm betting them. But like I could also see Georgia like finally getting their win. Like like you know how it took Michigan however many times to beat Ohio State. Alabama's just been dominating this series and like what if it bounces georgia's way this time i'm scared to put money on it because i am on the coldest of cold freezing cold sports betting runs right now yeah i was gonna put money on it i was gonna put my miller money on it but like at the same time like when i when i bet alabama to beat cincinnati if that's just a fun it's like i understand why people are alabama fans that was, that was fun. It was like, dude, like this is this game's never in question. Yeah. Also, the last time I did bet on Alabama, they lost to Texas A and M. So, and I bet that it was a parlay, and I just wanted to sprinkle in a little bit more. It was like the cherry on top. It was like I'll add an extra like twenty five cents winnings, and it was like I'm just gonna bet them money line, and they fucking lost. Throwback. So maybe should I bet Alabama and hope Georgia wins? Because then I'd go two for two. The thing is, I'm. If anything, I'm thinking about taking double um, point spreads. What do you mean? I'm thinking that if Georgia wins, it's I, I would take like Georgia, like by winning by like three points. If Alabama wins, I would take like Alabama winning by like seven to ten plus. Like, if Georgia wins, it's going to be a close game. If Alabama wins, it's going to be a blowout. So then what are you betting? Georgia minus two and a half. Or Bama minus six and a half. Minus six and a half? Where are you going to get that line? 
You can you can you can do alternate lines. Still, I would I like would Bama to win by a touchdown or more, or Georgia to win by a field. I goal. mean, if if Bama's the favorite right now, I would take I would do that. I would do the Bama bet before I did the Georgia bet. That's the, just risk, how I, the risk to reward is a lot better for Bama. That's that's just how I see it playing out. It's either Georgia wins close or Bama blows them out. Yeah. And watch neither of those things happen because I'm an absolute idiot. I think. I mean, like, I think it could go down to the wire, but I think Bama's ultimately going to win. You know? There's, I mean, like, it's just, it's, I don't see Nick Saban losing. Yeah. It's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, exactly. So then you would pick Georgia. But yeah. But, like, I can't do it. <laughs> I don't even know who I'm rooting for anymore. I'm just rooting for the game. Let's go football, baby. <laughs> rooting for the love of the game. <laughs> I'm going to get a college football playoff hat. Yeah. A CFP. That's what I'm going for. But, hey, let's talk a little bit of Notre Dame football. Um, lots of news, lots of mostly positive news that has come out since our I don't last know what episode. would be negative Isaiah Pryor declared for the draft so that happened um Isaiah Foskey back coming back uh did we talk about both Adam Lola's coming back nope back Brandon Joseph transfer from Northwestern here coming not back <laughs> yeah. uh it was funny I saw people that were like saying why is everyone so excited about a three-star safety? He was a three-star out of high school. He, he was, was an all-American. three-star out of high school. A 2020 all consensus All-American. And a top three going in, top three ranked uh, safety going into 2021. Have you seen his uh, his pick yeah. as a freshman yeah. against Ohio State? Dude, that kid, like... It's a stud. He's... He... He's not going to be Kyle Hamilton, but he can play like Kyle Hamilton played. Where, like, he's a true center fielder. Where, like, he's got the range to be able to cover yeah, an extreme amount of, of distance. And, and even in coverage, like, he has the ability to have lockdown coverage like a cornerback. He had a bad year this past year. And but I don't think that was on him. I think that was on all of Northwestern. It, yeah, he was trying to cover up for other people. Yeah, other people's mistakes. Where it, I'm really excited with the amount of uh, veterans returning on Notre Dame's defense, plus the athleticness, if that's a word, of the people that we have coming in, and Ramon Henderson. Athleticism. Athleticism. There we go. Athleticness. <laughs> uh, Ramon Henderson getting like an actual off season as safety instead yeah. of just converting like halfway through the season. Like there, there really shouldn't be too many mistakes that he's trying to cover up. Yeah, like he can just it's, go out there and do his thing. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing on on both sides of the ball, which is kind of funny, is like mirror positions. It's going to come down to the cornerbacks and the wide receivers. Wide receivers, I'm not so much as worried about as I am cornerbacks, just because they got fucking exposed in the bowl game. Like Clarence Lewis. I'm not so worried about Cam Hart. Clarence Lewis was, like, awesome at the beginning of the season and then just fucking shit to bed at the end of the season. So it depends on kind of what Clarence Lewis you're going to get. And then... The the thing is, too, you got to keep in mind, especially in college football... 
Like, it, if 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 you had the chance to pick between an elite pass rush or an elite secondary, you have to lean pass rush every time because mm-hmm. if if you're getting to the quarterback, it doesn't really matter how like blanket coverage your corners and safeties are. And the fact that we're returning, what, four out of five starters on the defensive line, like, they should be in the backfield a lot. Yeah, plus you have kids that are still, like, developing and kids coming in that are going to be great on the on the D-line. Right. Defense for the next couple of years is not at all a worry. No. Not one bit. No. It's going to come down to how good our offense can be. I think we saw it a little bit um, with the first half of Oklahoma State. I think we need to learn how to make adjustments a little bit better. Uh, But I think that comes with new coaches, specifically the wide receivers coach. And I I hope. It's it's sounding like it's between Alabama and Purdue. Am I wrong? Uh, As of what I've been hearing, that is correct. Um, Notre Dame is pursuing both of those coaches, both Alabama's wide receiver coach and Purdue's wide receivers coach. Um, Alabama's, obviously, we're not going to really do too much until uh, tomorrow after the national championship. Um, But from what I am hearing, offers should be, interviews and offers should be going out within the next two weeks-ish. Yeah. And I'm like I said on Monday's episode, I'm fine with either of them. Obviously, I would like the Alabama one more, and I think the general public would like the Alabama one more. And I think they'll be—I I don't think you'll see like people up in arms for the Purdue coach, but I do think you'll get the like meathead, like dumb football fans who are like fucking Purdue. That's where we're getting yeah, our fucking yeah. coaches, dude. Like this guy stinks. And it's like, all right, man, well, you should see the talent he's produced in the past couple of years. So, right. right. I'm fine with either. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm good with either. Both, I think, are, are home run hires. I, I just, I love Marcus Freeman's approach to this. Like, you, you might as well just swing for the fences. Like, yeah. They're not going to come if you don't ask them. Yeah. So. And like I said, I think that's, I, I think that's probably one of the reasons why the Alabama coach is actually listening to this. Like, I think there's like, 95% of other schools have probably tried to recruit that guy in the past couple of years. And he probably was like, go fuck yourself, dude. Like, I'm at Alabama. And then you get a guy like Marcus Freeman at a storied university like Notre Dame, and he's like, all right, I'll listen to that. Like, that's something I definitely could be interested in. And I don't think that should go on a, under, you know, talked about, underappreciated of what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also... Grade A name Holman Wiggins. Is that the Alabama guy? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like that's, Holman. That's just a sweet name. That's a banana lance name, actually. <laughs> um, other thing that I wanted to touch on in regards to Notre Dame football uh, this past weekend was the high school All American game. Yeet. Uh, you know what school had the most players participate in that game? It's got to be a school like like Texas A and M or like Alabama, right? Oh, that'd be Notre Dame. Oh. Ten. Ten hmm. players. Hmm. Hmm. You know what this is? This is, I'm going to do the Kermit the Frog meme, but with me sipping a beer. 
It's funny too that you would mention Texas A and M because uh, I, I I didn't know that you could just throw thirty million dollars of like old school Texas oil money at players and and call that your recruiting tactic. It is now nil. Yeah, they're the most talented eight and four team of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they got a lot of old money. They're fucking dude. They're around down there. They're recruits. Oh. <laughs> their football team, <laughs> you know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, that's funny. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, but right. they play in the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care, you fucking losers. So uh, that is all of the sports talk that I have for today. I think that's all that I have too. Bulls one two. Bulls are so, bulls are fucking hotter than hell. Let's keep it rolling. Right. Yesterday, hopefully we won. Yeah, yeah, against the Mavs. We'll see. Uh, what else do we got? For uh, can I just say something though? Sure. The Mavs are my Atlanta Braves. Really? Yeah. I like Luca. I do too. Yeah. I it, guess. I guess if I had to root for one singular player, it's Damian Lillard. Because I think he's the most, like, down-to-earth, like, fucking I'm-gonna-do-it-myself type of guy. But, like, if I want to root for a team, I think the Mavs are, like, my team. The Mavs old-school uniforms with the cowboy hats? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I think the, I think the Mavs are my Atlanta Braves. That's fair. So if they win the title, fuck, Team of Destiny. <laughs> Something's got to happen for them to be the Team of Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Luke has got to go down for, like, a month, and then he's got to come back, and they're going to be, like, on the fringe... And then they got like upset like the the Warriors in the first round, and then it's like, all right, fuck it, team of destiny. Yep. So all right, what else are we talking about today? Um, I posed this question to you the other day. Oh yeah. Okay. So we are going I would like to know what you think. Who are the top three most famous slash like most recognizable women, top three women and then top three men in the entire world? So it's gotta be worldwide. Yep. So, do you want to start with women or men? You want to just bounce some answers off each other here? Because I don't have a list. Okay. Well, I have I have one that I think... I have one for each. Okay. Give me your one for each. And I think you're going to think that I'm an idiot, but let me explain these here. Okay. Men, most recognizable. Mm-hmm. I'm going Kobe Bryant. Okay. And I'm only saying that because I know how big of he is a presence China. he had in China. Yeah. So, okay. like, that's two huge countries that you got knocked off right there. Okay. And, like, I'm assuming he has decent followings elsewhere. Okay. Can I give you a counterpoint to that? Sure. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all of Asia. He's got everywhere in like North and probably I would say most of North America, South America. I give it like a 50, 50, probably all of Europe. That's not bad. He's got everywhere. Yeah. It's not most famous. It's most recognized. Yeah. Which is why like you in like, he looks like a fucking idiot. He's got the weird haircut and he's kind of like pudgy, like a pudgy dude. Like, so I then, think like, I think if you put him and Kobe up against each other, I think he's more recognizable than Kobe. Could you then take that logic and say Dennis Rodman? Yeah, but he has affiliations with. Yeah, but I, I also don't think like, I think a lot of people would be like, 
oh, that's the guy who hangs out with Kim Jong Un. <laughs> yeah. Because there's a good amount of people that I would be, I think that like, don't know Dennis Rodman for what Dennis Rodman was is famous for. Yeah. I think they know him as like the crazy guy. Uh, let's think here. James Corden? No, no, no. I I was just gonna say Trump. I mean, Trump's definitely up there. Yeah, probably, probably. And uh, then my um, I now that I look at it, my list kind of was just world leaders. I was gonna go Putin. We're talking about people alive right now, not dead. Why then? Then Kobe's off the list. I guess yeah. Recently alive. Sorry. Um. Shoot, I had one and then I forgot it. I do think. I do think The Rock is up there. And and not for acting. Uh, Justin Bieber. But I think. But I think Justin Bieber is is big in. I think if you would have went One Direction, it'd be bigger than Justin Bieber. Because I don't think Justin Bieber plays overseas as much as One Direction did because One Direction is all European. Yeah, but I I think... Also, I think, you know, you know what's my hot take? I think there's like the like a Korean pop band that's more recognizable. If you like pulled statistics from around the world, there'd be more people that recognize the Korean pop band than Justin Bieber. All, and all I'm that not I'm fucking do, around either. All that I'm trying to do when I'm coming up with these with these people is you got to be able to check off the Americas, Europe, and China. If you can get through those three buckets, you're pretty recognizable around the world. I just think, dude, like, and especially like, like Korean pop, dude, that shit. Like, I, we don't understand what what that's like, dude. Like, Correct. they're fucking crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, they're Justin Bieber on steroids. I don't think any sports figures. I was okay. Ronaldo. Ronaldo's international, dude, and he gets like he gets like the girls because it's like he's the good-looking guy. Like he's more I, recognizable I, than Messi. I understand that, but maybe it's my lack of it. hundred percent is too. watching soccer. Like if you were to show me him not no. playing soccer. I'd be like, I've probably seen him before. I don't know how quickly I could pinpoint that being. I think I think you would very quickly be able to recognize him. I mean, he has out his of distinct all the like players. Yes, yeah, he has his distinct like like tan, super cut, like perfectly placed hair that looks like almost like a, a Lego just got fucking the hair on the Lego man <laughs> just on. got clicked on. Like it's always perfect. Like I think he's probably maybe you could make an argument for Zlatan just because of, like, how funny his name is and how, like, weird he kind of looks. He's got the ponytail, the mustache, like... But I think, like, overall, it's definitely Ronaldo. Soccer-wise. And that's the only sport that transcends just the Americas. Right. Like, that's the only international sport. Could you go Yao Ming? Yeah. Yeah, Yao Ming could have Shaq. Shaq, yeah, for sure. Shaq, Shaq could be one just because he's so like he's so much like even though Yao Ming is big, I think he's he's way bigger than Yao Ming. Maybe not height wise, but like stature wise. Correct, yeah. And so you just like see this brick shit house, you're like, that's got to be Shaq, right? Yeah. Okay, you want to pivot to women? Women. Okay, I have one that stuck out in my head. Me too. Okay, do you want to go first? Michelle Obama. Okay. This was a big debate about this because I still think 
I think that's big in the United States and a little bit overseas. But like, I think like younger kids, like they don't know, they don't know who Michelle Obama is as much as like we do. I don't know, but like I, when when you said most recognizable females, that was the first person that came to mind, followed closely by the recently deceased Betty White. Oh, whoa, no, you dude, you're fucking missing, you're missing the big fish. Who? The biggest fish of them all, the Queen of England. Everybody fucking cares about the royal family. It's the Queen of England. And it's not because she's recognizable, but you see how fucking old and frail that lady is with, like, a nice, like, get-up going. You're like, that's definitely the Queen of England right there, right? Like, there's nobody that's more fucking recognizable than the Queen of England. But, again, going to my point about uh, Ronaldo, you take the queen out of her queen clothes... I don't know who she is. When she's ever, when is she ever not wearing her queen clothes? I'm just saying, like, if you were trying to make this as least biased or, like, most, like, unobjective as possible, if you were to put their face on just, like, an average dressed... Okay, okay. But then, let's do it for yours then. Michelle Obama and Betty White. I can point those two out. Because it's to you. I'm talking about worldwide. Sure, you. I'm saying a lot of people could point those two out too. I think I think Betty White, no shot. I think Betty White in Americas, like in North and South America, is extremely famous worldwide. I gotta I'm, do some research on what she did overseas. Okay, so then here are some other ones that I like to throw out to you. Okay, Oprah. Sure, I, I could get behind that. Fucking big balling. Yep. Um, I think this one doesn't get enough credit. I'm going J Lo. Dude, she's got both the Americas on fucking lock. She's in. She's got the song. She's got the movies, dude. She's got everything. Uh, I'm less on board, but still, like, my. I think, dude. I think she. I think she's fucking huge. Um, Beyonce. Yep. Those are my like couple big ones that I had. I just don't know like enough like European star women. I guess. Because um, like I'm, I'm thinking like the mo- the thing oh, that transcends the most. Him. Again, I think I think maybe, but that was like again the the younger kids, people younger than us, definitely don't know who Mia Hamm is. Hope Solo. You're just throwing out. It, I would go. I would go Abby Wambach over any of them. Abby Wambach. Actually, no, I lied. Now it's Megan Rapino. It's Megan Rapino for sure right now. 100% Megan Rapino. But it's a thing where it's like, I'm trying to think of like what transcends just the Americas. Yeah, and I think too. it's, I think it's A, music. And then B, like maybe soccer. And then tied with that is movies. Katy Perry. Ellen no. DeGeneres. Oh yeah, I could go with Ellen. Ellen. I would throw in Shakira. Oh yeah. Hips Don't Lie. Yep. Her hips haven't been lying since... 99. 1992. <laughs> I don't know when she was born. Um, I know Sierra probably won't like this one, but Meghan Markle. Royal family. I could point, Pissing off a lot of white I guys. I could point her out easier than I could a picture of the queen. Okay, that's one. That's recency bias. 
that's that's it's recency bias because you've been watching Suits or Sierra I has. I have not. But you've you, I've seen like fifteen minutes of that show. Okay, in the past couple of weeks, you've seen an episode of Suits. I don't understand if you guys both realize Michael and Sierra. I'm talking to Michael and Sierra right now. How old the Queen looks? She's the oldest person ever as far as i'm concerned so if you just saw a picture of her you'd be like well that chick's five thousand years old so it's got to be the queen of england jesus first of all not a woman no no no. but back to the men's side <laughs> you got jesus. a big old statue of him in brazil you Dude, got, okay we're got talking we're talking again we're talking people alive uh i think dude i think i think the queen's got to be on there I think Queen, and then I'm going like Beyonce or somebody, number two. And then Michelle Obama, number three. Yeah, I would, I, I don't know. I need to know what, uh, what Beyonce's following is like. Dude, overseas. she's got the beehive. I understand that, but is that just a miracle like you've been saying? Nah, dude, Beyonce transcends. I don't know. Let us know. Who did we miss, male or female? Most recognizable people in the world. Not I feel just like we're the gonna fucking miss one. That's like real we definitely bad. missed some very obvious people, but whatever. Oh well. Um, okay. Any dumb thoughts? Anything to give the people? I have a couple. If you don't, but if you do, I I, I got really nothing. Care. All right. Um, I got two. I All guess. Right. I want. I don't know if this was ever a thing, but I would like to start using the word. I would like to start making this a thing, using the word hot as, like, something good. Well, that's hot. Fire. No. Like, oh, dude, like, I'm. we're, we're making burgers tonight? That's hot. Uh, the, Bull, the Bulls won today? That's hot. I don't know if I can get behind that one. Oh, yeah, dude, that's hot. That's hot. That one. That one's going to take some convincing. I'm just going to slip it into everyday conversation, but that's hot. Like, oh shit we'll see along we'll see the same lines as that i want to start this is just kind of like a personal this might be my new year's resolution i guess uh just start calling people uh boss slash king yeah boss when you drop a boss especially like when you're like ordering food what's up boss what's up boss dude yeah but like not no no <laughs> Thanks, no boss. no you're doing the you're doing an accent with it don't do <laughs> i don't know you gotta what's slip up, it in there no, it's just like, what's up, boss? Or like, dude, I think I think King really gets you. Like, if you walk up to somebody and you like dab them up, haven't seen him for a while, like, what's good, King? And they're like, dude, fuck, nah, what'd you, go, I, what'd you I call don't like me? King. If you if you throw if in, somebody called me King, I'd be like, I like what's this in, guy doing? I like throwing in the occasional player. What's up? Player? No, no, yeah, that's you are than the you, oh no, you're the last person that should be calling anybody player. King, King, I do not like King. I'll tell you that. Boss, you, I'm on board. King, not on board. Dude, you King are, sounds like you you're are, trying too hard. No, you are quite literally the last person in this entire world that should be calling anybody playa. I'm not saying I'm doing it. I'm saying when I hear people do it or when I get called it, it's cool. Yeah, sure. What's, dude, no, if somebody drops a what's up, King, to me, I'd be like, I don't I'd like be that. like, hell yeah. I don't like that. Hell yeah. Um, okay, last one. Do you remember the TV shows? TV show, A Thousand Ways to Die. No, I just wanted to bring up how much of a wild TV show that was. Like every it? every episode was ju- was quite literally just a different way to die. 
You want bold, another? You want another funniest? Limiting it to a thousand. That's a lot of ways to die. But then you you, can't, want, you can't have dude, more than a thousand episodes. You want to know the funniest way that I saw in one of these? Yeah. So. Were you somebody, watching this recently? No, this was like, dude, this was like a childhood show. I was like, I was way too young to be watching this shit, dude. I was like ten watching this. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Okay. Uh. I saw. I remember one where a dude was practicing javelin, and he threw the javelin, and it stuck in the ground. And then he was like kind of jogging over to go and get it, and then he saw one of his friends, and he waved at him. Right before he was about to get to the javelin, tripped, fell right through the eyeball. And it's a way to die. That's tough. And I was like, I just like, I just want to bring that one back up. That like, why was that a show? Do you remember the old song "Dumb Ways to Die"? Yep. How does, can you forget that mean, one? That's I, a no. That's an OG internet video too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I um, just wanted to bring that one up. That's a pretty like the the fact that ever that got that got greenlit at one time. Like that was pitched to like network execs, and they were like, "You know what? Let's do it." That's what we were talking about the other night. We watched uh, Ted Two again, and uh, imagine having to pitch that idea. A bunch of grown adults talking but to see, a teddy that, bear that comes to life. That wasn't taking it to court over whether or not he's a person. That wasn't like my gripe with it. When I was like, imagine filming this, I was like, imagine like you're talking to nobody half the time. No, I I know, but still. I can I can understand that. I could understand the first Ted more than the second Ted. Both great movies. Yeah. All right. You good? Yep. All right. That is where we are wrapping up Shed Some Light episode 138. Thank you all for listening today. Be sure to check out the description down below. It has links to all of our social media if you would like to get a hold of us as well as leave us a voicemail to discuss on future episodes. Give us that five-star rating and review. It definitely helps us out. And uh, I haven't been saying this in, a, in recent episodes, but be sure that you're still telling friends to tell friends to listen to Shed Some Light. We will catch you all on Wednesday. In the meantime, keep them cold. Keep them cold, everyone.